Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have 18 amazing flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com and try yours. Also, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get $10 off your first order. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. Happy Wednesday, everybody. You're halfway done with this week, and I'm halfway done with my required episodes for this week. Or, you know what? I enjoy doing this for you guys. So, you know what? I don't even think of this as a job. This is something I love to do, and I just love bringing you guys the news everything New Jersey and just everything in general because as you know we don't just talk about hockey we talk about other things so I want to thank Jared and Jason for appearing on the show the last uh, I think three episodes now and Jason's been appearing I might as well make him a recurring character on this show because he's appeared like I think seven episodes in a row because we did a one-on-one crossover for like uh like what four or five straight episodes and then he returned with Jared and then we did like a three-parter trilogy kind of thing so uh thanks to Jason and Jared for appearing on the show and just giving me some content to work with you know what when all of our teams are out of the playoffs that makes it more fun to do just uh, go off each other and just soak in our miseries and also we have serious episodes we have fun episodes and we just talk about other things so last episode we talked about Disney Plus and everything uh that didn't have to do with hockey and we also talked about the Mighty Ducks, which by the way, I'm going to watch the movie. I don't think I'm going to watch all the trilogies, but I think I'm going to watch one movie and who knows, maybe I'll do a movie review on one of these episodes sometime in the future. But you know what? Uh, Like I said, we just got to shake it up at times. So, you know, hey, that's another show you could binge watch on Disney Plus. Shake it up. Never seen it, but I heard it was good. So uh, what's on the agenda for today? Well, I have another crossover for you guys. If you hadn't known by the title, uh, this is Locked On Red Wings and we are going to be doing a crossover and what are we going to be discussing? Well, we're going to be discussing... I, I know you guys are getting tired of it. I understand. But hear me out. Here's the story. So, a few days when everything was going down in the world, like, you know, when we saw the Jacob Blake shooting, when we saw all the games postponed, uh, I posted a message, a personal message to all of my Locked On colleagues because we're all in the uh, same group chat on Twitter. I said, like, I'm open to coming on any show and just discussing these issues and giving a new perspective. And that's what I want to do, and I want to share it with you guys because I don't like discussing these uh, kind of issues by myself. It's very, you know, you know, I know you guys get grow tired of it. I grow tired of just talking about it, and I grow tired of just doing it by myself. So I understand, but you know what? I just want to give a different perspective and because the questions are always different. So when I did with Jared and Jason, the questions were different. Now, what am I doing it? I am doing it with Nolan Bianchi and Ethan Smith of Lockdown Red Wings, as I stated. So their questions are going to be a little different. This is actually the second take we had to do because we tried to do it at take one and they weren't really satisfied with the episode. So we decided just to redo it and try it again. So these questions, I I got stumped at times because I didn't know how to answer it. But, you know, that's just part of me being honest. I don't have the answers to everything. I'm not, you know, some mythological, you know, warlock wizard who knows everything. I can only give my personal perspective of what happened so you know with everything that's been going on I know there's different opinions I know there's different thoughts I know there's different uh cultures who think you know differently but 
I'm going to share it from my perspective, and I'm glad that Nolan and Ethan invited me to be on their show to discuss these issues. And we also give a special shout out to an up and coming program that's just trying to make a difference because they asked me an important question. What if you don't have money to make a donation similar to what PK Subban did? And I said, there's other ways you can do it. It's just a sense of community. It's just a sense of putting effort, time, patience, and love. And we will touch on that in part two, which it will be posted tomorrow. And I will touch more about this program tomorrow. And I will also give their information in the description for this episode and tomorrow's episode because they mean a lot to me and I like what they're trying to do. So uh, we are going to bring Nolan and Ethan in in a second. But first, I have to tell you guys something important. You know when I say that, that I'm about to do some live reads. So uh, you get the gif. I have to tell you something important, all right? So as you guys know, I grow weary when we talk about certain topics and I grow weary every time I have to do a crossover episode because it is time consuming. And also when I do these live reads, I get tired of doing them as well because it's just so much reading so much talking and just so much stuff i have to say you know what i need i need a built bar right now and i'm gonna eat what and you know what i have a lot of energy right now i'm bouncing up the wall i'm excited i'm ready to do this crossover wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you don't know what a built bar is let me tell you something about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever the improved built bar is even more delicious 18 amazing flavors including nut and non-nut flavors six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake apple almond crisp oh my gosh this is delicious i've already had a few when i go out to the gym and they are super healthy too you're probably thinking wait a minute these bars are covered in 100 chocolate soft and easy to chew uh, uh 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack that is not true as i stated built bars are healthy built bar is great for the health conscious guy lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat built bars are low in calorie low in sugar high protein high fiber great for a keto diet and you yes you i'm gonna make an offer that you can't refuse go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your next order use the promo code locked on and get ten dollars off at builtbar.com there we go i repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it. Go to BuiltBar.com and get your Built Bars right now. Alright listeners, let me level with you for a second. Talking about erectile dysfunction is never easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, oh I lost my mojo or we avoid it all together with excuses like, I had a long day at work or sorry honey, I'm not just feeling it uh, I'm watching the New Jersey Devils game uh, can we just cuddle instead? But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you could get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. How do I get started, you might be asking? Well, it's simple. Just go to GetRoman.com XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be so tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off of your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. You know how we do it on this show. Usually I repeat my advertisement so that way you don't have to rewind it and so that way you get the point. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. All right, I'm done. Now let's bring in Nolan and Ethan. Let's have a serious heart-to-heart one-on-one discussion with them. And today we have a crossover episode 
with the Lockdown Devils podcast. Today joining us is Trey Matthews. And after the NHL players decided to postpone two games at the end of last week, following suit with the rest of the league in a protest against racial injustice, Trey offered to the Lockdown NHL host to give his thoughts on the situation, share his experiences as a black man in America, and just maybe help sort out some of the confusion. So we have decided to uh, take Trey up on his offer and do some listening. Trey, we're happy to have you back for another crossover, man. How's it going? It's going really well. Thanks uh, for having me on, Nolan. So we'll start with the most recent news, uh, and that's that the NHL players decided to follow suit with the rest of the league at the end of last week, canceled two games worth of days in that protest against racial injustice, like I just mentioned. What are your overall thoughts about it? I I think it was like the first time since the 70s that a game had been protested uh, in any of the major professional sports leagues. And uh, how do you – or, yeah, I guess we'll just start with that. What what were your overall thoughts about that? So I believe that um, it it wasn't really much of a boycott. It was more of a strike. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, they're not boycotting the NHL. They're not boycotting the NBA. They're not boycotting the MLB. They're striking. They're saying there's an issue and we need to acknowledge it. Boycotting those specific uh, sports organizations because they love their organizations. They love the organizations that they play in because the, the sports organizations didn't do anything wrong. You know, it's just society. And they were just like, we want to str- we're going on strike to raise those issues. So I believe it was more of a strike more than a boycott. And the one thing I just want to say is, is that did they do it because they wanted to do it or did they do it because they felt peer pressured into doing it that's the one thing i said so i i addressed it on my show before um uh when the nhl should take a knee or not you know because a lot of these players a lot of these players they come from like foreign countries so they don't really understand the issues that happen in america and that's no disrespect to them is because they're just not from here mm-hmm. so the one thing i just have is like i appreciate the gesture but do you truly 100 percent understand what's going on or are you just uh, did you just feel peer pressure to do it? Otherwise, you would have faced some backlash because, you know, this is a copycat. Um, this is a cap- copycat league uh, for for all for all teams. Cause like, you know, the Bucks and the Magic did it in the NBA. Then you saw uh, the Brewers and the Reds do it. Uh, they, they postponed a game. Uh, then some of the MLB followed uh, some of the NBA followed. And then now you see the NHL was kind of pressured into doing it. So my question is i appreciate the gesture but do you really are you really doing it because you understand or did you just you know was just just like uh i I have to do it because everyone else is doing it well what were your thoughts on the lakers and the clippers um basically ruling to cancel the rest of the season i don't really believe that because i believe that's uh i believe some of that is fake news quite honestly because i saw a lot of the players i saw a lot of players like uh tweet out things like um, um, saying like there's a lot of cap or that didn't actually happen. Patrick Beverly didn't actually say this. Obviously LeBron's not going to say anything because, you know, he doesn't need to, um, he doesn't need to acknowledge it. So, because, you know, he, he's bigger than those rumors. So I think there's some truth to that, but I don't think that's, uh, I, I think for the most part it was fake news, quite honestly. I'll, I, I, I don't know if that was, real or not so uh like i said i i, I don't know what to say because you know i'm not an expert on it i, I i'm not going to say if it's 100 fake news but i'm not going to say it's 100 true because i did see some rebuttal uh responses from like terrence mann damian lillard um vincent zubas 
you know, all those players. So I, I think it, it's for the most part, not 100% correct. Well, I want to take it back to, to something you just mentioned about the uh, players deciding to uh, forego the, or, or I guess suspend or go on strike for those two days. Did you see the press conference led by Ryan Reeves, the Las Vegas Golden Knights forward? And uh, what were your overall thoughts on it? Did that kind of help you decide based, basically, you know, whether or not you thought it was something driven by the players or if they were, they were, it was like somewhat of a peer pressure situation? I still think it's a peer pressure situation. I appreciate it. I appreciate the gesture 100%. That was very smart to do because, you know, I've taken uh, public relations before. And for a sport like the NHL that gets a, like, you know, uh, that's not the most diverse uh, organization, they do uh, face some backlash because I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but Eric Trump uh, tweeted out to the NHL, thank you for standing yeah. uh, when a lot of sports teams were kneeling for the anthem. And, you know, he posted a, a video saying um, uh, of the of the players just standing for the anthem and, you know, uh, with the three emoji uh, American flags and, you know, stuff like that. And so I think it was smart for them to have a press conference just to, you know, defend themselves. And, and like I said, like I said, I'm sure uh, I'm sure some of them did feel that way. But for the most part, I just want to I just want to I just want to say, uh, do you really understand like 100 percent or 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 you know is just just being performative you know that kind of thing that's the kind of thing i ask myself and you know i just i i i just don't fully know because you know i don't know what i don't know what was going through their uh minds at the time but you know i i think uh for the most part it was it was good but you know at the same time i, I still do have a few questions so let's unpack that a little bit because you keep saying, do you understand? And, and I'm just curious to know, like, what are all, all of the intricacies of the Black Lives Matter movement? Because a lot of times, like, you see somebody will post something about the movement or something uh, about ending racism or something like that. And while these are likely just trolls online, I, I see a common thread in people who say stupid things like, well, if you were just following, or, like, you, no context to the situation. They don't even know what they're they're really talking about but it's just like oh if a police officer tells you to do something you should do it and i think that there's like this this misconception where it's like it's strictly about that but it's also uh, against a widespread or a, a vast array of issues kind of all coming all stemming from systemic racism you're right and the one thing i just have to ask someone like okay uh, like, like, like George Floyd. Let's let's look at George Floyd for example. The man was killed, and but why were the police called in the first place? It was because he had counterfeit money. So, fine, arrest him, detain him, but you didn't need to kill the man. As a police officer, I don't know much about police officer training, but aren't you supposed to be trained to handle those situations at least? That couldn't have been an uh, I have to kill situation. Because as a family member told me, sometimes the police do need to kill, but that wasn't one of those situations. Uh, you, you, you have like a lot of non-lethal weapons. You have a lot of tactics that you could have used. And that's the one thing I have to ask people is like, okay, this person maybe isn't 100% innocent, but they didn't deserve to die. Mm -hmm. Especially when that person is asking for mercy. And that's the one thing I needed. I want people to... Um, I want people to realize. So, you know, 
I, I guess a lot of people just don't understand it. And, you know, sometimes it's frustrating and sometimes it's exhausting to having to explain it. I said on my show, I'm tired of talking about it. I know my listeners are probably tired of listening about it, but we still need to address it because it still happens. And, and the one thing I just say is like, I just saw a few videos surfaced of someone uh, 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 who was uh, Caucasian attacking a police officer and the police officer didn't even like, you know, do the same things that they would have done if the uh, uh, races were reversed. So it's just like, that's, that's the thing. And also, I want to bring up this point. I got this straight out of a movie. Uh, the movie is uh, straight out of Compton. And the uh, character uh, who played Ice Cube said this, you get cocaine from Colombia and AK guns from Russia. No one in the hood has a passport. And yet, why does it happen? Why, why does this thing, why do these things continue to happen? And, you know, it's saddening, it's frustrating. And it's just like, I just wish people would, just at least understand. That's the one thing I just ask from people. Just can you understand a little more? Like you don't have to get it 100%, but just understand it. That's the one thing I ask. Why do you think people are so unwilling to even kind of try to listen or try to think that they might? And it, and it's not even, it doesn't always even have to be one of those things that says like, oh, you're complicit or, or something like that. Like simply being ignorant to the situation, pretending like it doesn't exist is somewhat being complicit for sure. But why do you think so many people are unwilling to accept that there needs to be change or just unwilling to listen? I don't know. I really don't. I ask myself that question every day because it's just like when, when I'm debating with someone, I try to be an open book and I try to be fair and I try to be like, okay, you're right about this area, but here's where you're mostly wrong. And, you know, I have been able to convince people to change their opinions. So you know, I, I don't, I really, but I can't do that for the entire world. I can't do that for all people. And to answer your question, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, Cause you know, if I learned anything from seventh grade civics is that everyone's political mindset is not the same. There's always mm -hmm. different opinions. There's always different thought process. There's always different experiences. There's always people who probably don't understand what it's like to be black in America. And, you know, that's, that's the, the example I give. Like, you don't have to get it. You don't have to get being black in America. I don't expect you to get it because you, you, you don't experience it. But can you at least understand what I have to go through and what some of the experiences I've been through? Like, you know, it's just like, that's the one thing I ask. But in terms of worldwide where people just don't understand, I don't know. Can you expand on maybe some of the subtler things that black people have to deal with in America when it comes to maybe not just the police, but I, well, I guess like, yeah, like in the context of the police, because like, for example, I have a coworker who, uh, he went to Meyer to go get something and he locked his keys in his car. And instead of calling the police, he ran two miles back to work. And someone was like, why don't you just call the police? Like they would have come and unlocked it for you. He's like, absolutely not. Like, why would I willingly do that? Like it's those subtle things to where like there was a fear there where for somebody like me, I would call the police and be like, Oh, thank goodness you're here. So what are some of those subtler differences that maybe you've experienced or people, you know, have experienced that are maybe more subtle and, and can kind of be overlooked in the overall scheme of things. I talk about this a lot. So what I go through isn't exactly brutality or force. It's the wording, if that makes sense. So as a black announcer, you know, I, 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 
I don't think you've heard of someone named Everett Fitzhugh. You know, he's the first uh, black an- black announcer to be calling an NHL game. He'll be doing it next year. He's from Detroit, and I'm from Detroit as well. So a lot of people just stereotypically think that I'm supposed to be talking some sort of way just because I'm, I'm from Detroit, just because it's a predominantly black city. They think I when, I, when I moved from Detroit to Philadelphia, they think, did you escape some sort of extreme? Like, are you okay? Is it, like, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm just like, I, I grew up in Detroit just fine. I didn't mm-hmm. escape anything. Like I, I didn't grow up in some sort of extreme. There's great neighborhoods in Detroit. And, you know, um, it's the, and going back to the wording, it's like um, last year at a broadcasting cla- uh, lecture, someone verbatim said, your voice doesn't match your face. There is no yeah, way what, yeah, to what does that mean? There is no way to speak. Speech is mimicry. That's yeah. why we have accents. If you were to go up to Northern Michigan, people have accents. If you were to go down South, people have accents. Out West, people have accents. Out East, people have accents. Speech is mimicry. So I just come from a family of public speakers. So I mimic what they, how they talk. And so that's, that's what I kind of go through. And the one thing I want people to know is we are aware that not all cops are bad. Not all cops are bad, but I want them, this can, this plays two ways. Not every black person is a threat. So I think, I guess I have a three-part question. Okay. So why do you think this movement makes people so uncomfortable? And do you think that different news outlets and social media in general plays a big part in this? As well as, is there anything that could be done to curtail the blatant opinionated looks and feelings that people have on said network or in social media in general. I know there's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) I know it's, I know, but I have an answer. I have an answer. I have an answer. So social media does play a big part in this. Like, you know, because I was telling my friend the other day, a celebrity now can't even go to a restaurant without TMZ posting something. So we're just in an age of social media where, you know, uh, things get taken out of context, I guess. And now people just have this uh, negative outlook on it. So when, when, when we see people like rioting or looting or, you know, stuff like that, that's not what the Black Lives Matter is about. That's not what it's about at all. It's just about, we're not saying only Black Lives Matter. We're saying Black Lives Matter too. And, and you know, people want to be like, oh, all lives matter. Doesn't my life matter? Doesn't her life matter? Doesn't this person's life matter? Absolutely. Theoretically, I want to put this out there. Theoretically, all lives do matter. Your life matters. His life matters. That person's life matters. Her life matters. But however, you guys don't need help. That's the thing. Like, I need help because it's like, I, I, I don't know if any, anybody listening to this, you know, sometimes when I go to a store, sometimes, especially when I go to college in Adrian, sometimes I'm given weird looks. Sometimes I'm giving weird looks and I don't even know it. One time um, I, was at a, I was at a gas station with my dad in Royal Oak. We were just pumping gas or I was outside pumping gas for my dad and he rolls down the window and he's like, hey, hey Trey, put your hat on properly because I was wearing my hat backwards. And, you know, I get back into the car and we're driving and he's, and he's like, do you know why I told you to put your hat on forward? I was like, no, why? 
he was like, there was a guy behind you giving you a weird look. I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that. So when, I, I guess people just want, I, I, I guess people just think that uh, with Black Lives Matter, they just think that we're victimizing ourselves and they just say, oh yeah, your life matters too, but everyone's life matters. And you know, there's a truth to that. But however, like think of a house, like think of there's two houses, one's burning and the other's not. That's like the firefighter getting the hose and spraying both of them saying, both houses matter. Which one needs more help? Which one is in more trouble? That's that's the question. And that concludes part one for today because we are out of time. Thank you for listening. Part two will be posted tomorrow. And the organization that I was talking about earlier in the show is called Fair Play Detroit. And their information will be in the description. So please give them a look because they're trying to reach out to communities like Detroit that doesn't get a lot of recognition for hockey it for people of color because Detroit's a predominantly black city but yet when I go to a Red Wings game or used to go to a Red Wings game most of their fans were white so you know that's the kind of thing they want to do they want to reach out and I really support them and I did an interview with them and I like what they stand for so uh, uh, their information will be in the description as I stated so part two will be posted tomorrow thank you for listening continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day New Jersey I know you were probably getting sick of listening, but you know what? It has to be addressed, and I just love talking to new people because the questions always are different than the last. And remember, the last thing I said, the burning house example I said for the Black Lives Matter movement before part one was ended. Think about it.